Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Welcome, sports fans. You are listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Today is Saturday, December 5th. Hope everyone's having a great week. Uh, it's kind of a strange week with the Bucks not playing, having a bye week. We're going to talk about what happened with them in last week's game and what to look forward to with them for the next couple weeks here to finish out the season. We're going to talk about some college football, some college basketball, and anything else that you want to talk about. Our number here is 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877-247-1585-877-247-1585-877-247-1585. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. I'm Jim Barron, your host for the Jimmy B Sports Show. Let's get right to it. We're talking about the Bucks. 27 to 24 loss to the Kansas City Chiefs last week. That puts our record at seven and five right now. Uh, if you look at the game, like I said, it was 27-24, but it really wasn't that close in my opinion. We spotted the Chiefs 17 points in the first quarter. Anytime you do that, you're going to be in for a long day against Pat Mahomes and Kelsey and that group. So uh, our defense overall with the exception of not being able to stop Tyreek Hill, I thought played decent. The offense, again, struggled uh, a little better with the running game, but not nearly enough. If you look at our rushing, we had Ronald Jones had nine carries for 66 yards. Fournette, three carries for 10 yards. We're not going to win many games with a non-existent running game. Uh, better than the week before, but... Nothing near what it needs to be to be able to reach this team's potential and to be able to go far in the playoffs. Uh, at this point, like I said, we're 7-5. and five. If you look at the game last week, Tom Brady threw the ball 41 times, completed 27 of those passes for 345 yards. He also had three touchdowns. However, he had two interceptions came at some pretty inopportune times like most interceptions do. So his performance on the field, um, he's still not comfortable in a lot of situations. I see him having a, a problem getting comfortable, reading some of the defenses. He likes to have the play action. He likes to have some motion before the snap, pre-motion snap versus waiting till the ball is snapped to read the defense. 
Uh, he's he's got used to that up in New England. He feels comfortable doing that. However, um, it's not being able to have that opportunity to do that down here for whatever reason it is, whether uh, the coaching doesn't want them to run the offense that way or uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a little bit here. But I think that if you look at the game last week, uh, the score, although it was a three-point game, I don't think it was very indicative of the uh, dominance that the Chiefs had, especially on the offensive side of the ball when they had to. If you're going to play Tyreek Hill one-on-one, you're going to get beat. You can't have someone playing him and not have coverage over the top because he will get behind you. Uh, He had over 200 yards in the first quarter, ended up having three touchdowns on the day, 269 yards total. I mean, that, that's a career for some people. Anyway, we're not going to win too many games with our defense giving up three touchdowns to one player and 269 yards worth of offense. Um, and again, he's, Mahomes is a very, very good quarterback, probably the best in the league right now. He did spread the ball out. No, not just Hill, but you have Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, um, Hardman had a couple catches, so he spreads the ball around. Very tough to contain. You're not going to shut him down. The best you can do is hope to contain him. What we said last week was the best way to keep him from putting up points on the board is to keep the offense on the field and keep his offense on the bench. For us to keep our offense on the field, what we need to do is be able to have an identity of who we are, run the ball, have ball control, and eventually take your shots down the field. What we don't have at this point uh, through uh, 12 games of the season is an identity. If you watch the games and someone says to you, what, what is the identity of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? You won't have an idea of what to say because we don't have one. You have a coach right now that is reluctant for whatever reason to adapt to what this team is versus what he would like it to be. We have some, obviously we have some great tools. We have Gronkowski, Godwin, Evans, uh, Cameron Britt, Antonio Brown, uh, Scotty Miller, who I don't know why they're not playing Scotty Miller right now, but he needs to get back into the mix, into the scheme of things. He was doing very well until you know he was uh, put lower on the death chart once we signed Antonio Brown, um, for whatever that's worth. But I do think that getting back to what this team needs to do, we need to have a sustainable offense, keep the offense on the field, have drives, get the ball to Ronald Jones. He's an explosive back. He needs to touch the ball, not nine times, not three times, not five times, at least 20 times a game. He needs to be able to get the ball and just do his thing. He's, he can get outside if he has to. He's got the speed. Up the middle, he's very explosive. We don't use him enough. Fournette, I don't know what's going on with him, except that we're not using him either. So get him in there, get him the ball, let him give Jones a break and, you know, make some things happen. Grind it out. Look across the middle to Gronkowski and break. Bring the defense up, like I've said so many times. And then all of a sudden you can go deep to Godwin Evans. A couple 
patterns were run wrong last week. If you look, one of the things that stands out in my mind watching the game was uh, Evans runs a wrong pattern. They show Brady on the bench talking to him. Did you happen to see that Evans did not even make eye contact with Brady when they were talking about that play or whatever other play they were talking about on the field? That's an issue. There's a disconnect on that team right now on the offensive side of the ball, which is not good. Um, we have a bye week this week. Maybe we can figure it out. But it's obvious and it's apparent that there are many disconnects right now on the offensive side of the ball. You know, you hear all these things about Brady and, and Arians at odds with each other and um, not being able to uh, agree on how to run the offense, what plays to call. I, I, I'll say this. I believe that overall they're fine. I think that they're both professionals. I think that Arians is, is an upfront guy. He'll tell you how it is. I think that Brady over the years has shown, um, you know, he just wants to win and he'll do what he has to to win. It's obvious, though, that he is not comfortable in the scheme of what's going on right now. And I don't know if he's trying to spread the ball out too much to too many people, if he's trying to make everybody happy, if he's trying to live within the confines of an offensive plan set up by either you no know, Arians or uh, the offensive coordinator, Leftwich, not sure who's calling those plays. But I am sure that until Brady gets comfortable back there, we're not going to see the offensive output that this team is capable of and needs to produce. Game in, game out. We've had some games where you put up some points on the board, and at times we look very good. At other times, you look very dismal as as an offensive unit. It may go back to the point where early in the season, not having time to get ready with a shortened preseason, um, you know, practice not being able to because of the COVID, uh, there weren't any games. So I, I believe that all that is still, they're still getting to know each other and to be able to work around the continuity of things. But after the 12 games of the season, we should be further ahead of where we are and at least have an identity of what this team is, which we don't have. So like I said, we have a, we have a bye week right now. Uh, I think we, us and Carolina both have bye weeks. The issue is going to be coming up. I know we play uh, the Falcons twice, Detroit and the Vikings. We should be able to win three out of those four games at least. Uh, putting us at uh, 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 7 if we run the board, which we're capable of doing. So um, at this point with the bye week, I'm hoping that they get into the film room, they sit down, and Brady is able to convey to the offensive coaching staff the plays that he wants to run, what he feels comfortable with. If he wants motion, give him motion. If he likes reading the defenses with motion before the snap, let him do that. That's what he had success doing. Don't try to put a round peg into a square hole. Try to try to you know, work within the confines of what he wants to go out there and do. So am I concerned about the team uh, for the last four games? No, I think we're going to be all right. Am I concerned about um, them being able to get on the same page and play up to their potential at this point? Yes. 
I am. I, I do think that there'll be some changes made. And I do think that when you put all the eagles on the shelf and go out there and your identity needs to be a run first, pass second team, not go out there and no, no risk it, no biscuit like Arians wants to do. So um, with that said, I do look forward. I'm sure the team's happy with their week of rest and they'll come back and get ready for the next game. So your thoughts, we'd love to hear what you have to say. If you want to email sports at power901.com, the number is 877-448-7901. Love to hear what you have to say about the offense, the defense, the coaching staff, the alleged rift between Arians and Brady, or anything else you want to talk about. We'll be right back in the Jimmy B Sports Show. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-943-2195. 800-943-2195. That's 800-943-2195. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. The number here again is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We're going to break down the rest of the games on the NFL slate this week, starting with the division-leading uh, Saints. They're going to be playing at Atlanta uh, with Matty Ryan up there. I think that Taysom Hill is going to throw a couple touchdown passes this week to Michael Thomas, and I think that the Saints are going to improve their record to 10-2. Uh, and two. Second game up there is the Cleveland Browns are playing at Tennessee. Tennessee is uh, at home. They are favored. Um, believe it or not, I think that the Browns are going to win this game. You look at the two teams with uh, the leading offensive rushing uh, teams in the NFL this year. Uh, obviously, you have Henry, and then you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I think that if you look at this game, I think that the uh, Browns are going to pull the upset and uh, and win the game. That's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday, tomorrow. Uh, the Colts are at the Texans. Colts are 7-4. and four. The Texans are the reverse of that at 4-7. and seven. I'll tell you what, I don't, nobody wants to play Indy right now. They, they're playing well. Uh, T.Y. Hilton uh, had his first touchdown catch of the year, actually, last week. But uh, I think that if you look at some of the injuries that they have right now, um, I'm thinking that the Colts are going to win this game. It's going to be a lot closer than I think some people think, but I think that the defense of Indianapolis will prevail and they'll end up beating the Texans by about a field goal. Another game at 1 o'clock are the Jaguars at the Vikings. 
The Vikings, you never know what you get in this game. The Jaguars, you do know what you get. They're one and ten, and I think that they're going to probably uh, be one and eleven after this week. Got the Bengals at the Dolphins. The Bengals are two wins, eight losses, and one tie, and they're playing at Miami, who is seven and four. Uh, you know, see what happens this week with the Dolphins. As you know, Burrow is out for Cincinnati. So um, with him being out, they had less than 250 yards of total offense last week. I think it's going to be a difficult task, even with Joe Mixon there as a running back, for them to go ahead and uh, and beat the Dolphins. So I'm looking for the Dolphins to actually have their way um, with them and go ahead and win probably by about 10 points, maybe even more. Uh, moving on from that game, I believe we want to talk a little bit about the um, Raiders and the Jets. Uh, you had the Raiders at 6-5. and five. Again, they look terrible. Last week, a uh, very ugly defeat to the Falcons. Uh, the Jets are 0-11. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if there's a worse team in the NFL than the Jets, I'd like to know who it may be. They uh, seem to find a way to lose no matter what's going on. Um, they do have Frank Gore, who I think is going to probably uh, rush for 100 times, 100 yards for the first time in a year coming up in this game. Jets quarterback Sam Darnold, he's got no passing touchdowns in each of the past four starts. Um, you know, so I think that the Jets are in for a long day. I look for the Raiders to win this game. We're, while we're talking about the Raiders, um, I'm going to throw something out there to you guys. Who do you think has the better chance of uh, having a zero by the end of this season next to their team's name. Do you think the Steelers have a better chance of going undefeated? Or do you think the Jets have a better chance of not winning a game? Uh, if you go to if you go to uh, the JimmyBSports.com, I'd like you to put your email address in there and tell me what you think. You can have a little contest and see if you think. As you know, the Steelers are undefeated. Uh, they had a 19-15 victory uh, this past Wednesday against the uh, Ravens. I guess nothing says uh, 2020 like a Wednesday 3:30 game than um, than that game did. So it had to be rescheduled three times. Pittsburgh did win; they're still undefeated. But the question is: Do you think they have a better chance of running the table, or do you think that the Jets have a better chance of not winning a game? Check in and uh, you know, we'll see you next week who, um, what, what poll who thought uh, would win that one, the Jets or Pittsburgh in that contest. Uh, talking about some other games, uh, we talked about the um, Jets. How about the Rams at the Cardinals? The Rams are 7-4. and four. Cardinals are 6-5. Uh, let's see if Kyler Murray's shoulder has improved at all. Uh, I think that... Uh, if you look, I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, the Rams in this game, I, I think that they're going to prevail, but I do think it's going to be pretty close. We're going to see what DeAndre Hopkins can do. Uh, he seems to have one good game and then a very average game. If he's on and if Murray can find him, I think that the Cardinals can win the game, but overall... 
I think the Rams are going to go ahead and win this game. I was talking about the Giants at the Seahawks. The Giants are four and seven. The Seahawks are eight and three. That's a four o'clock game tomorrow. Uh, Tyler Lockett. I mean, it's tough. You you can't uh, between him and and DK Metcalf. Uh, you know, it, it's very hard for Russell Wilson to uh, decide who he's going to throw to with those two guys. They're both great receivers. Every game seems to be a shootout for uh, the Seahawks. They've been able to find a way to win, and I don't see any different in this game. I, I do think that um, it may be a little closer. The Giants seem to be improving and playing better each week, but I do think that the Seahawks will win this one. Uh, the Eagles, 3-7-1, and are playing at Green Bay. Uh, you know, thing about Aaron Rodgers, he doesn't forget many things, and the Eagles actually beat the Packers in week four of last season. So I think he's going to remember that game. I look for him to come out and uh, be able to torch the Eagles defense uh, up there in the frozen tundra. Carson Wentz, as you know, is having a heck of a time out there with that offensive line with the Eagles. And, um, you know, he's running for his life more times than not. So I think that the uh, Packers are going to win this game. (laughs) However, I do think that it might be a little bit closer than the, the spread indicates. So uh, it's pretty much a must game for the Eagles at this point. And, you know, you never know. You have some trap games. This may be a trap game for the Packers, although on paper it shouldn't be, but you never know what happens. So I, I, I do look for it to be uh, somewhat close, but I do look for the Packers to win this game. You have the uh, Patriots at the Chargers. The Patriots are a 5-6 and six team at this point. Chargers are three and eight. This game is pretty much a toss-up. I guess it comes down to whether or not Justin Herbert is able to outduel Cam Newton. Um, oh, like I said, it could be a coin flip either way. I'm going to go with the Patriots in this game, probably by a, a, a field goal. Then you have the uh, Broncos at the Chiefs on uh, the night game tomorrow. The Broncos are four and seven. The Chiefs are ten and one. Uh, you know, I really don't see the Chiefs losing this game. I don't see how they possibly could. However, on any given Sunday, you never know. I do think that with the Chiefs offense, with Mahomes out there, um, you know, he's got, I think, 36 passing touchdowns in his last 14 primetime starts. So I don't look for that to stop here anytime soon. I look for the Chiefs to be able to win that game by about 10 points. And then on Monday night, you have... Um, the Washington football team at four and seven, who are in first place in that tough NFC East division, will be playing at the Steelers, who we mentioned are um, 11 and 0 at this point, undefeated. Uh, the Steelers' win was pretty ugly against the Ravens. They actually could have lost that game either way. It was a weird game starting from the, the day of the week on a Wednesday to the time at 3 30 in the afternoon. So, um, a lot of strange things about that. That game, however, a win is a win in the NFL. They'll be trying to improve their record to 12 and 0. Washington quarterback Alex Smith, um, you know, having a having a good season after coming back from that injury. So I think that uh, the thing to watch in that game is going to be Antonio Gibson, the Washington's running back. If he's able to um, get in the open field, he's uh, he looked really great on Thanksgiving. So we'll see what happens. I think that. Um, if the Steelers are going to lose, 
a, a game. It very well could be this one. It could be a trap game. Um, so I looked to keep an eye on this one. Could go uh, in the Washington football team's favor, especially after the Steelers playing uh, the way they did this past week. Got the Bills at the 49ers or the Monday night game. Buffalo is 8-3. and three. The 49ers are five and six. Uh, again, I think this game's a toss-up as well. Uh, you have um, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, the quarterback of, of Buffalo. Uh, he presents a pretty big challenge for San Francisco's defense. If you ask me, um, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, you have John Brown, you have Gabriel Davis there, um, the receiver Debo Samuel. So I think that. If you look at the offense, I think that the uh, uh, 49ers could present a little bit of a, of a problem. However, I don't see that over the long run of four quarters that Buffalo will lose this game. So I look for uh, Buffalo to go ahead and win this game by a touchdown. And then, of course, we have a uh, another you know 2020 gem here. On a Tuesday night, you're going to go with the Cowboys at the Ravens. Of course, the Ravens game... Uh, they were supposed to play this past Thursday night. They couldn't because of, of playing Wednesday for that makeup game. So uh, if you look at this one, uh, you know, Cowboys are three and eight right now. Ravens are six and five. Uh, you know, both teams are kind of in a downward trend. I think if you look at it, you would probably have to give the, uh, uh, the, the, the nod to the Ravens being at home right now. Um, you know, Ravens wide receiver Des Bryant's going to probably be up for this game against his former team. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, my pick here is the Ravens by a touchdown over the Cowboys. So they're the breakdown of the games for this week. Again, uh, go on to the site and let me know who you think has a better chance the Steelers are being undefeated or the Jets of actually winning the game. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Hope everyone enjoyed the cooler weather this week. Um, tell you what, a couple of those mornings, a little chilly in my opinion, but it warmed up okay after that. Uh, college football still going strong. We have Florida this week. You're playing at Tennessee. Uh, the Gators can wrap up the SEC East with the win this week. Um, you know, I think that they're going to win this game by about two or three touchdowns. It's fun watching Kyle Squared play out there. You know, you got Kyle Trask, the quarterback, and uh, you know, Kyle Pitts. So I don't think that Tennessee has a chance, but it should be a uh, you know fun game to watch if you're a Gators fan. They're sixth right now. They're ranked sixth, and um, they need to just keep on keep on taking care of business and and hope that. Um, you know, the, 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 they get into the final four there at the end of the season for the Bulls. 
couple good games today. I'm going to go through the biggest games. The uh, got number five Texas A&M's playing at Auburn. Uh, this is going to be a good game. I, I think. Um, I think that uh, Auburn's quarterback there, Bull Nix, he's ten and one at home in the last two seasons. Um, uh, Texas A&M is the favorite, but I wouldn't uh, bet against Auburn uh, winning this game. That's uh, that should be something to watch if you uh, enjoy close games. There, number twelve, Indiana is going to be at number sixteen, Wisconsin. That's a three thirty game. Um, you know, I, I think if you look at this game, the Badgers have played just three games and are hoping that the Big Ten. Uh, directors uh, rescind their previous six-game minimum requirement. The Big Ten's a mess right now. Uh, with, even with Ohio State being up there, they may not get a chance at the end to prove how good they are. Uh, the Big Ten has this, has their own selves to blame. It's really a mess, but that's a uh, that's a good matchup at 3.30. You also have West Virginia at number nine, Iowa State. Um, I think the uh, Iowa State's just one win away from clinching a spot in the Big 12 championship game. And I think that they'll be able to go ahead and, and lock that up this week. Then you have a BYU, number 13 in the country, playing at number 18, Coastal Carolina, who's having a, a great year. Um, BYU, I mean, they're, they're playing as good as anybody in the country right now. We'll see what happens. I think that you got a terrific quarterback battle there with Zach Wilson and Grayson McCall. Um, I do look for BYU to continue their winning ways. And um, you know, pull this game out. Uh, a couple other games: or Ohio State at Michigan State. Ohio State is going to win this game. Obviously, their coach Ryan Day. Uh, he won't be on the sidelines as he continues to uh, isolate himself after contracting the COVID nineteen. It really doesn't matter if he's there or not. Uh, Michigan State's not able to keep up with them right now. So. Um, very important game for Ohio State because we mentioned about if something happens with the lack of games, so they'll be under a microscope for this game. And then uh, later on tonight, number 23, Oregon at California. Uh, Oregon's still on the Pac-12 North hunt, but if they uh, lose this game and then Washington uh, beats Stanford earlier in the day, it could um, turn some things around in that division. So uh, some interesting games this weekend. Again, um, uh, two other ones, Clemson at Virginia Tech tonight, and then Alabama uh, at LSU. Uh, you know, Saban's not going to be on the uh, sideline again for the Tide, allegedly. We'll see what happens with that. Um, LSU should um, not have a chance to win this game. Alabama should roll. So we'll see what happens. Your thoughts? How's your team doing this year? Do you think that uh, that the top four teams are Notre Dame, Bama, Clemson? Who's your fourth one? Let me know. Um, we'll be right back to keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You're in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. And now, Tim's Performance Service Center is reminding everyone to stand tall and show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This proud salute is from Tim's Performance Service Center, located at 906 Verona Plaza. Stop in today for tune-ups, 
oil changes, brakes, and much more. Stop in or call ahead at 727-534-1601. That's 727-534-1601. That's Tim's Performance Service Center, proudly suiting our troops and veterans, the professionals who care. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. This is the Above the Rim session. We're talking about some college basketball. Um, for myself, it's fun to see these guys out there playing. Uh, they, after not having the tournament last year with March Madness, uh, you can really see, to me, an added level of excitement in some of the games that I'm able to see. Um, you have some of the top teams Two of them are playing each other this week. If you look, number one, Gonzaga, and number two, Baylor. Uh, that's a game that's on today, and um, not very often do you get to see a number one and a number two team play uh, a lot of times during the regular season. That's going to happen today with, at 1 o'clock when we have, um, like I said, Gonzaga at Baylor. It could be a national championship preview. I really think these are the top two teams in the country, at least right now, barring any injuries or, uh, you know, COVID cancellations. Uh, I really think that these two teams will be there at the end during March Madness. So uh, that's a, a good game today at one o'clock. I also think that if you look at uh, the, the top 10 right now, um, you, know, you have besides Gonzaga and Baylor at one and two, I've got to say that Iowa would be up there. The top three, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, Villanova, uh, Kansas, Duke, and I'd go with Richmond as well. I think that those teams right now have um, on the upward swing and see how they do this weekend in some of the games. Uh, there are more cancellations due to um, uh, the, the virus. Uh, I'm not going to get into all of them right now, but it seems as though more and more each week tend to uh, be shuffling and canceling some games so we'll see what happens. But uh, there really are some good games. You have 12 Villanova at number 17, Texas. That's on uh, tomorrow, Sunday. That should be a great game coming from Austin. Um, you know, Villanova, Jay Wright's doing a great job as always with that team out there. So look forward to watching that one a little bit. Xavier at Cincinnati is a 3 o'clock game as well if you want to take some uh, a little break from the football tomorrow. And then you have number four, Wisconsin's at Marquette. That's a 7 o'clock game tonight. I think that if you look at that game, um, that should be a, a very interesting game. Uh, Wisconsin is a very good team. They don't get a lot of credit uh, being in the Big Ten, but uh, that should be a good game to watch as well. So uh, we're going to talk more next week about the NBA. I know they started their uh, drills preseason. We have the Raptors down here in Tampa. want to talk a little bit about um, the upcoming uh, schedule and um, games with the NBA as well as um, some of the predictions for the um, team trades that are going on and some signings. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time this week, but can't wait to talk to you more about next week's game. I know that the Bucks are off, like I said, a bye week, so... Uh, they can't lose this week. They're going to get their head straight, get a good offensive plan, get out there and come back with a big win against Atlanta the following week. Uh, again, thanks for listening. I've been your host, Jim Barron. You've been listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show in the gymnasium. Uh, can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. As, as always, stay safe, stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.